0: On today's episode of Cyber Sports. What's, uh, what's Mike Tyson's uh, famous saying? Everybody
1: has a plan until they get punched in the mouth. Uh, I just want to hit him in the face really hard as many times as I possibly can. Thank you.
2: I know y'all didn't forget Jesus. about me.
1: Oh, hey, Rico. Fuck you, Rico.
2: Rico.
0: Hello, 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 everybody, and welcome, welcome, welcome back to episode number 12 of Siren Sports Podcast. I am your host. I go by the name of town. Next to me, our executive producer, Gary. How
1: you doing this morning, Gary? It's a lovely Saturday. The birds are chirping outside. We finally got some more sun after all this damn rain. It's a Siren Sports Saturday. Can't wait to get the show going. Let's get it rolling. Siren Sports Saturday. Y'all heard the man. and.
0: Y'all may notice someone missing right next to I us, know. man. Um, Rico wasn't able to make it today. You know what
1: happened, Town? What happened? With all that rain the other night, you, you know him better than I do. Is he, is he dancing again, bro? I don't want to usher in this segment too fast <laughs> in this introduction. <laughs> well, hey, but just, it, hey, you got to let it burn, bro. You got to let it burn. Just let you people know at home, whenever it rains like this in Denver, Colorado, our man, Father Juice, Rico. He has this urge to just start singing and dancing to us. Show the video. Show, show the people what we're talking about. But I got a little bone.
2: It's work for me to say this. It's coming from my heart. It's been a long time coming, but we didn't feel apart. We really want to work this up. But I don't think it's going to change. You. I do, but you don't. think it's best we go our separate way. I don't like myself so much. I should <laughs> stay in this relationship. <laughs>
0: Rico, you know we love you, bro.
1: sink. Look at that. Oh, look at the spin. This guy, <laughs> light on his feet, twinkle toes. It brings a whole new energy to the rainstorm, you know what I'm saying? It, it really does. I think he has a little bit of Native American in him, because I think that's what else brings it out. When he starts dancing with that usher, you know? Don't, don't
0: ask him to put a feather in his cap, though. You know, damn, you know, damn. He'll be like, what the fuck is going on here? You saw the picture with the
1: Juice of the Week last week. though. I mean, I'll check out. He is mm-hmm. a man of many disguise. Yes, he is. We see you, kid. Yes, we, see you, kid. Yes, we see you, Father Juice. <laughs> As a matter of fact, I think Rico should get the Juice of the Week. You know what I'm saying? I think so. It has we started Yeah, but we'll we miss rico we'll see him back next week hopefully he's out on assignment right now we'll be seeing him soon
0: we're going to start today's show by venturing into some untested waters for siren sports we are going to be talking about mma and we would like to introduce somebody to the show we would like to bring on from redding california a muay thai kickboxing instructor named ignacio midel how you doing today ignacio
3: Hey, I'm doing great, guys. Thank you very much. Appreciate you having me on, man. Love the sport, or love the show. Excuse me.
0: Oh, thank you. Thank you, man. We appreciate you coming on. And uh, so, like I just said, you're a, a Muay Thai kickboxing instructor out of Redding, California. What's your history with MMA?
3: Oh, my history. Well, uh, start started off as a 13-year-old kid. You know, going to Blockbuster with my dad and uh, him coming home with some UFC tapes. I don't know if anyone remembers uh, VHS or Blockbuster. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, so it's been about, you know, almost 30 years. Just just love the sport, got into it in my mid-20s, and, uh, you know, rest is history there. Like you said, just instructor, former fighter, and, uh, you know, just love the sport. It's a great sport. Oh, definitely, man. And uh,
0: UFC has turned into a a worldwide phenomenon. Um, There's a huge fight card coming up this weekend with
3: some heavy hitters. What are you looking forward to the most? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Looking forward to the Robbie Lawler retirement fight. Mm. Uh, Robbie's been someone I've been following for a long time. He's a great fighter. Uh, He's had a great career, you know, became champion. And it's going to be, you know, sad to see him go, but also happy for him and what he was able to accomplish in the UFC.
1: Yeah, man, Robbie, Robbie Lawler has been known for a lot of things. He's one of the baddest man. When the when the first few UFCs really started to kick off in the early 2000s and really started taking a lot of flight, that dude was one of the showmen because he would come out there and he would swing for the fences. Yeah. And he, you know what? He had the attitude, he had the swag, and he had the hands to back it up. It's very unfortunate to see him leave, man. Absolutely. It, it really, really is. But he's had an illustrious career, and God bless the man for putting his body and everything on the line for the entertainment for so many MMA fans throughout the world. Oh, definitely. It's it's it's
0: sad to see him go, but as y'all know, every dog has his day.
1: That's true, unfortunately.
0: Unfortunately, man. <laughs> so uh you've been involved in some fight camps yourself. What is what goes into that?
3: It's just a lot of preparation uh for what the other guy brings that, you know, maybe you're a little weak at compared to him, you know, if it's the wrestling, you know, so you're gonna wanna work wrestling. If you're a striker and he's a wrestler, obviously, you know, the the camp's gonna consist of a lot of wrestling. Um, you know, but you don't wanna let that affect you too much. Gotcha. Uh, you want to go into there knowing that, you know, that you're going to get this guy no matter what, no matter where it goes, you're going to bring it.
1: So would you say, Ignacio, it's more of a, a chess versus checkers approach, you know, to constantly adapt to your opponent and what they are, what what they are good at and what their talent is and what they are more favored towards, and then kind of adapt and overcome. But like you just stated, right now you really can't spend too much time on that because you have to have your own offensive game plan as well, right? Absolutely,
3: absolutely. Like I said, you don't want to think that the other guy is better than you. You know, because then that could affect you mentally. And that, it doesn't matter what sport it is, uh, whether it's basketball or football or baseball. You, you don't want to go into there, you know, into a game or a match thinking that the other guy is better than you.
1: That's good take. You know,
3: so it's just, you know, you want to mentally, you know, be strong. And that's why at that level, um, these guys, you know, they got top notch people on their team. You know, so it, they're, co- they're covered in every corner and every aspect of, of the fight, if you will. And you
1: can prepare all you want, but you still got to get in that fucking cage with another beast. What's uh, what's Mike Tyson's uh,
0: famous saying? Everybody has a plan until they get punched in the mouth.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and, to uh, go, and to go on that, one of <laughs> one of my favorite fighters, too, BJ Penn, said it when he was talking about his fight against Jens Pulver. They're like, uh, BJ, what do you want to do to, to, to Jens? Uh, I just want to hit him in the face really hard as many times as I possibly can. Thank you. <laughs> I'm just going to go back to get my LNL right now and uh, my spam because I'm from Hawaii. So mahalo. <laughs> Mahalo. Mahalo and aloha, my friend. (laughs) Conor McGregor, one of the biggest
0: superstars in the sport, did not submit to his required drug test with the Athletic Commission and has officially been ruled out of any fighting for the rest of 2023. What do you think that does to his impact, to his relationship with the UFC, being that he's a coach on The Ultimate Fighter as well?
3: To be honest, I don't really think it'll affect his relationship with the UFC. He's he's such a big uh, star in the sport. You know that that it won't affect that, but when it comes to being a fan of the sport, it harms that because you know you you want to see this guy fight. It's been a long time. You you want to see if he's going to be able to come back. He had a really um, horrible leg break uh, against Dustin Poirier about two years ago. So it's going to be uh, there's there's wonder. Is he going to be the same fighter he was? Is he hungry? Uh, can he be champion again? How's his leg going to hold up? It's almost like, uh, so it's... in that in, in that aspect. Af-
1: no, oh, so, oh, so, I'm sorry. No, uh, I said it's almost the equivalent of like a like an NBA or an NFL player getting the bag. It's like if you're already established, you've already made it financially where you want to be, and you happen to miss a drug test after a broken leg. What's the drive in it for you, other than to go out there and put on a show? Maybe he sees himself as being more suitable to be in a coach on a show and being more in the limelight as opposed to putting his body out there. And it, it goes into exactly what you were saying, Ignacio. And that's where I'm kind of torn personally because shit, do I want to spend the $70 to go get a pay-per-view and go watch Conor McGregor fight if I know he's going to put on a half-assed performance? Because obviously he doesn't give a shit enough to go ahead and follow the regulations and the guidelines that are required for him by the Athletic Commission, and then to uphold your end of the deal, to uphold your end of the contract. Because him and Dana White supposedly have a great relationship, but I think it's more business. It's more like, I will show up and I'm going to knock this fucking guy out, or I'm going to die trying, you're going to get paid, I'm going to get paid, scratch my back, I'll scratch at yours and Dana White he's starting to get that kind of a reputation man especially with his negotiation with Francisco Noguer you know I mean yeah. he wasn't paying him either and look at him he left and they had no problem with it so there's a bunch of things that sprout off onto it my personal opinion did you mean Nganu or uh yeah Francisco N- N- Nganu yeah because that was a, that was a big thing too right when it came with him fighting John Jones
3: yeah, I, I think it was more uh, ego on both sides. I, I think Francis's demands— who knows? Um, we don't have any of the of the contract in front of us to see exactly what Francis was demanding. But from what I can understand, or, or was able to read about, was uh, he was just wanting a lot. And, and then when you see his deal in the PFL, there's no way that the UFC would ever give any fighter um, that many demands, or, or you know what I mean?
1: Bend over backwards to please this, the
0: superstar. That's what it comes down to. And yeah. No, for sure. Um, So the question I have about the whole situation is, do you take any sort of credence that Conor McGregor may be doing something a little shady behind the scenes of why he wouldn't want to submit to a drug test?
3: I mean, you never know, right? We could speculate all we want, but nobody's there. You know, but uh, from what I can see and the way Conor's been his behavior, it seems really like an ego thing, like, no, I'm not going to submit to your demands. You're going to submit to my demands. I'll submit a dress test when I want. You know, so with Connor, it's you never know. A lot of it's ego. I, you know, personally, that's what I believe. But, you know, like I said, no one's behind closed doors with him or unless it's someone saying it from behind, you know, his camp or someone that's on his team, then we can only speculate. I'm, I'm going to go with the
1: populist uh, conclusion is that the man has done cycles of steroids to go ahead and recover from that injury faster. <laughs> That's just what I personally think. Maybe it's Roy Rich. If I'm wrong, correct me. Shit. I honestly think that the dude got on a few cycles from what I've read to, to help mend that up, heal it up, come back 100%. And then he's his charismatic self because he's got the yellow on the outside of his eyes because he's on fucking steroids. <laughs> he may, Honor. he made. He, he may not. (laughs) got her oh no shit huh like Overeem Overeem was a big juicer big big juicer man Uh, man. (laughs) but who knows like you said man who knows Uh, only time will tell but um, regardless at the end of the day it's uh, it's sad to see an icon like that just for the sport just kind of slowly the, the slow demise you know we're just talking about every dog has his day.
0: Every, everyone's gonna go through it, but uh, so we're in the era now of celebrity fights and super fights. I gotta get your opinion on something, man. Rumor has it that at UFC 300, Mark Zuckerberg and Elon Musk are gonna be fighting each other. Man. What's, what's you, what are
1: your thoughts?
3: Man, you know, <laughs> fuck, just like you guys. Just it, it, it's 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 kind of you. You never know how much truth there is. To it, but from what Dana's saying and what you know, what we can see and read about, it's legit. You know, so but my thing is, it's not going to get sanctioned unless you know Musk can go down and wait. Because uh, oh. he's, he's a lot bigger than you know. He's a lot bigger than Zuckerberg, so okay. he's gonna have to lose some weight. I never thought about that.
1: <laughs> what do you think? What do you think would be the catch weight? Like something like that? Because honestly, the way that you brought it up, I completely forgot. Elon is a bigger yeah, he, dude. Yeah,
0: he definitely has more more like build to him.
1: Yeah, he he has more mass and all, and Zuckerberg's just looks like like a kale salad dry. To be honest with you, you know, fuck, yeah, it USC really is. ain't
3: the same. That's
1: good. <laughs> hey, and then also on top of that, did you, did you hear what the rumored location is? No, what is it? The Coliseum. Saying, uh, the Coliseum. The Coliseum, I believe. The Coliseum in Rome. I thought it was the L.A. Coliseum. Oh, my like, God. You guys are going to sell out the memorial Coliseum in L.A.? They're like, no, fuck that. Oh, my God. We're going gladiator style. Where this men used to fight lions <laughs> and men used to fight... Lions and tigers and bears for the emperor's amusement. You're going to have fucking, just like on the Pell Show, Friday night shisha fights. Like, like You're going to have these two guys in there fighting, come on, get the fuck I'm,
0: I'm done. I'm done. I'm, I'm honestly curious what that pay-per-view is gonna look like. Oh, that, that price.
1: If Logan Paul can Damn. go ahead and draw that much, can you imagine what Elon Musk and Zuckerberg? They gotta stream it on Twitter. They gotta stream it on Facebook. You got two of the biggest platform fucking owners in the world, and you're not gonna stream it for free? You greedy bastards! If you don't, shit. <laughs> but no, no. Seriously, Ignacio, who to win? Cool. win? Ignacio, who to win? Elon Musk or Mark Zuckerberg? You know, I gotta go. I, I gotta go. Say with with Elon. <laughs>
3: Yeah, yeah, I I agree with you. You (laughs) You know, he might implant like a little microchip in his body or something, give give him some enhancements.
0: (laughs) Hey, that's the truth, man. And Mark Zuckerberg ain't fighting in the metaverse. I'll tell you that much. (laughs) Nope. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that was good. Oh, Oh, shit. Ignacio, we thank you so much for joining us today. Do you want to plug your social medias of where folks can reach you?
3: Yeah, just Ignacio Medell, you know, MMA, but like I said, you know, no no longer fighting, just just training, you know, just love the sport and uh, appreciate you guys having me on. Like I said, man, love love the, you know, love the podcast, man. You know, I hope, you know, for bigger and greater things for you guys. Well, wow, we
0: appreciate
1: that for real, man. Again, thank you for joining us. And one last question, who would win? Jean-Claude Van Damme in Bloodsport or Steven Seagal in Above the Law? Oh, man, I got to go with Jean-Claude. <sighs> I knew it. Always. Always! I don't know. I heard the
0: rumor is Steven Seagal can't really fight. He just kick your ass in some Hollywood shit.
1: Ooh. I heard that <laughs> shit too. I heard it too. Where he hits you like a foot in front of your face and then you fall back. That, that boy,
0: that boy's like Eddie Murphy. Make me the star of the movie. I'll kick your ass. <laughs>
3: Yeah, I don't know. You know, Anderson Silva got the knockout on Couture because of the uh, Gall's front kick, or that was the that, rumor. That was the, uh, the, the, that was the <laughs> trademark
1: kick, too, man. Hey, man, we'll see you again next time, Ignacio, for the next big UFC card. Ignacio Medell out of Redding, California. Thank you for your time, sir. Thank you, no, I
0: appreciate
3: sir. you guys. Thank you. Thank you,
0: sir. Have a good rest of your day. Oh, man, it was very nice to have Ignacio on, break down the break down the MMA for us. But we're going to go ahead and transition over to really the only sport that's going on at the moment. We got the Major League Baseball season going on right now. There's been some craziness. We had a perfect game the other
1: day, man. That was wild, dog. Out hey. of left field. Yeah. A, what the? What the, Fool. Ow. What? Bro, what What the fuck was that? Dog.
0: Yo.
2: I know y'all didn't forget Jesus. about me.
0: Oh, hey, Rico.
2: Fuck Rico. Rico, is that you, bro? I know y'all didn't forget about me. I may mean, not be in the building, but my <laughs> presence is in the room, bro.
0: How the, how the fuck did you do? Like, I can't, I can't control the lights. I can't control the board. Nothing, bro. You fucked this whole thing up. What the fuck's going on, man? You're a fool, time motherfucking black ghost.
2: I got magic.
1: <laughs> Jesus yeah. Christ, bro, Father Juice in the airwaves, literally, <laughs> literally. He the is. Bitch, <laughs> Somebody sounds fired up today. Yeah, someone is. Uh... I'm in
2: the vent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, now, now.
1: You know what I think this is? I think Rico got struck by lightning last night when his ass was dancing. That's why yeah. he. Shit, that's what it is. <laughs> that's what the fuck it is. Oh, man. You got shocked out you there, know didn't we you? We
2: do this episode without saying, Who got the juice? Who oh, oh,
1: oh, got the juice? The fucking, the fucking- juice. Juice. The motherfucking juice. It's the fucking juice.
2: I got two candidates this week of who Ooh, got the juice. Two candidates? Damn. Number one, Mr. Ronald Acuna Jr. Oh, Acuna? Oh, that boy's, that boy's been killing he, he, it, man. He got the juice because he's the first player in AL and NL history to have 20-plus home runs. 35 stolen bases before the all-star break
1: he's on pace for 78 stolen bases God gentlemen damn, 78 that's ricky Henderson shit dog
2: he does got some juice can't be the nl mvp this year i can see okay it. you
0: are you calling that right now rico
2: Yes, I am. Should we put it in the MVP. book?
1: Should we put it in the book? Yo, yeah. we, need, we need to start a ledger here with people's fucking... I agree with our predictions, yes. and we will we shall run it back. Okay, Rico got it right now. Rico got it with Acuna winning.
2: And then we got Mr. Domingo Herman okay. for pitching a perfect game for the Yankees the other day, the first time since 2012. Sheesh. Big baller, the juice, the juice, the juice. motherfucking an juice. Fact, every Yankees pitcher that has pitched a perfect game, the years they've done it, they won the World Series.
1: That Ooh. is true. Hey, and uh, and on another side note, the four Yankee pitchers that have pitched perfect games, all their first names start with D. Don Larson. David Wells, David, David quote da- David. David, Cohn, and now Domingo Herman. Jesus Christ, man. That's a weary little superstition this shit. For like sure,
0: sure. I mean if if this ends up coming to fruition, we're gonna come back and revisit this episode Ooh. and we're gonna have to send it to the Yankees and be like, y'all owe us. Yeah, that's it. At, at least one of those 17 dollar hot
1: dogs that they have over For there. Right?
0: And you know what? I'm not even a Yankees fan. You <laughs> see, you see Gary over here with his Dodgers shit, man. I'm over here with a fucking bullshit ass Colorado Rockies hat on. <laughs>
1: They're gonna have to come through. They're gonna have to come through. So so who has it, Rico? Those are two candidates, man. Tell us, who has the juice this week? They got the juice! Oh, they got the juice. They both got the juice! They got the juice! (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> they, got the juice. they both got the juice. We got a double winner for juice of the week this week, man. Right on, right Ronald on. Ronald Acuna Jr. and Domingo Herman. Shout
1: out to y'all for having the juice of the week, man. Boys do have the juice. Keep it up, gentlemen. Keep it up. We're not even at the fucking all star break yet. Keep it up. Let's break some records. Let's keep the sport going. Keep the entertainment
0: running. So, uh, um, being that I have both of y'all on, the, or you here and Rico on the line, I need y'all to give a breakdown of what happened at that Rockies Dodgers game the other day. Oh shit.
1: Uh,
2: Gary was fucked up. That's the breakdown.
1: (laughs) We call it festive. Gary was gone. I I, I had some uh, adult refreshments. Um, We do have footage, but you can see Gary's uh, coherentness just slowly start to decrease (laughs) as it went on. I got a funny
2: story. I got
1: a funny story. I'm on the phone. Fucking Gary's calling
2: me. He's talking about where you at, Blair? And I was just like, I'm at the sleep with my girl right now. And we keep talking. The Rockies get a fucking hit. He starts losing his shit on the phone. He's like, Oh fuck! Oh damn it!
1: That does sound like some old ass Gary shit. God damn it, son of a bitch! I mean, especially giving up a hit to the Rockies, the sorry-ass Rockies. You know what? That's it, I can't go with Rico to a game again because he's my jinx. The last person I came over there, we always win when I go. I'm like, Khaled, I never lose. I always win when I'm at the Rockies game. Rico came with me, sat next to me, put the jinx on, and gave me the bad juju. Dodgers were up. That's what I'm going to blame it on. Nah, nah, nah. But in it, it all, it all reality, man, we had a good time. We got to touch bases really quick, got to talk with some fans. We're actually going to put those clips together later on for a future montage and some time to come, when oh, we yeah. get more exposure to other sports and other fan bases and things like that. So, yeah, we're excited for it. It was a good time. Araceli, uh, our, our number one fan, loved seeing Uncle Rico, and I just had her say it really loud, Uncle. So then they see Rico's <laughs> ass turned around. Hey, the, uh, hey, who's
2: that black man? Uncle Rico.
0: So there's a there's a legend about Uncle Rico. They they say that you threw a football over a mountain, bro. Did uh, that ever come down?
2: <laughs> yep. I, I eat nothing but steak, you know.
1: You used to be able to throw a pigskin a quarter mile. That's what I heard. Exactly. Behind the back. Behind the back, uphill, downwind. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I, was, I was Patrick Mahomes before Patrick Mahomes became Patrick Mahomes.
1: Yeah. Wow. Yes. Hey, Rico, do we have to blame you for your dancing outside? You know we all saw the video, right? You know we all saw it. Let's play it again. Let's play the video one more time. Just watch. One more game. One more game. But I got a little bone.
2: Stay in this relationship when I'm hurting, baby. I ain't happy baby. That's the sofini of the thing. I gotta do it. I think that you should let it burn the same in gun.
1: Your- look at Rico, get down. Look at look at the soul. He's <laughs> he's a Rita Franklin soul right here. He is like the first American Idol season soul right here. Justin hey. Gordini.
2: What? I wasn't like Patty LaBelle. I wasn't missing them lyrics.
0: <laughs> oh, oh my God. Rico. Oh, man. Rico, I, I
2: can't even lie, bro. We miss you, dog. We do. You, you going to be back next week, or what? Hopefully. You know, it's playoff time now. So we're getting ready to get this championship. we getting extra practices in on Saturday. So hopefully, I'm back in the building next week. I miss my boys. I know they doing great without me today. Oh, we hold it I down. I love my guys. Always getting the job done. Holding it down like always.
0: Yes, sir. You already know, bro. Fucking we're glad Uh, glad you could hack the show and kind of take over. I would like my lighting back if you wouldn't mind, though. It would make it better. Oh, so, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. Y'all can have all that back now. I'm, I'm going to get ready. I got to go to practice. So, you know, I'm going to let y'all do that. All
0: right, my brother. Sounds good. We'll going to at you here in a little bit. And thank you for uh, hacking the show and joining us, giving us juice of the week, man. Thank you.
2: Oh, yes, sir.
0: Here we go. Catch you later, pleasure.
2: boy.
1: Yes, sir. Peace. All right. That dude. Hey, I've said it since I first met that man. He works a full time job. He's got his little private life, his personal life. He's a semi pro football player. He contributes mm-hmm. to the show. He's still going to school. Shout out to Rico for having Gary's Juice of the Week for keeping it going and doing what has to be done. Just like town, hey, another right. members of the show. This is how we do it here on Siren Sports. Getting everything done, what needs to be done, when it needs to happen. Hey, if you surround yourself with hustlers and go getters, you gonna you
0: gonna be a hustler and you go get it yourself. So I mean, and that's that's been the that's been the point of all of this. Putting like me and me and Rico, we run several businesses together outside of that. So that's been the whole point of. Doing that is to set ourselves up so that way we don't have to struggle later in life.
1: Absolutely. And there's nothing wrong with that. You know, you're taking care of your kinfolk. It's a struggle. Oh, no, it. Nothing worth having is easily obtained. Something I learned a long time ago. And, hey, at least everybody gets to go ahead and see the whole voyage along the way. And this, like Siren Sports, is going to be popping. I ain't even tripping on it. sorry,
0: you already know. So, uh,
1: yeah, thank you, Rico, for hacking the show once, hey, a- once
0: again. Um, back to the baseball topics. You know, Shohei Ohtani just hit his 30th home run of the year. And let me tell you, that motherfucker went 493 feet. That's his
1: 15th in the month of June that just ended. 15 in a month, that's every other day average, my man. He just keeps on solidifying how much is he gonna get. He keeps on just raising that number. And there have been numerous execs when they talk about this with sports writers saying he's worth every single penny. He really is, a two-way player like this, Transcended generational. There's
0: nothing else. Honestly, I I don't even think generational is the word to use because he's past that. There's the, like players like this don't come around once every generation. They come around once every century.
1: They are possibly even longer than that. Yeah. And him being so young, I mean, just hopefully he stays healthy, stays on the right mind track, and he doesn't change his style of play once he gets that bad because he's gonna get it. One, yeah, one thing One thing I can say is people of Japanese descent,
0: their discipline tends to be very high it is. When, when it comes to stuff like that. So I can imagine as long as he has the right people around him and the right people in his ear, he's going to be just fine. I saw something the other day that someone suggested that he can get an 11-year, $550 million contract, and his people replied to that. You know what they said? What? More? They said it was too low.
1: I believe it. <laughs> Jersey sales, endorsements, yeah. everything. And he's hung with the shitty Angels and Artie Moreno, such a horrible owner. And I'm sorry, man. I mean, the Angels is just not the franchise that can fulfill this gentleman's needs and his talents. They're really not getting the most out of him that he can. And it, it's unfortunate, but it's all a matter of who's going to be the lucky suitor. The yeah. Mets are going to drop pick cash. They're going to open up that checkbook. The Yankees, and you know my Dodgers are too. Where's he gonna go? Who knows? Uh, but until then, it's the biggest Christian in baseball right now. Yeah, only time's gonna tell with that, man. That's
0: gonna be a, the offseason's gonna be one hell of a roller coaster. It is. So, I mean, I don't think the Angels have the, like you were talking about, have the ownership in place to be able to really uh, convince him to stay. Man, speaking of horrible owners. Oh. Speaking of horrible owners. Wait, are we,
1: wait, wait. Are we gonna go around town? We're gonna, we're going around town, man. <sighs> we spoke about it. I, man. All right, everybody get ready. Everybody get ready, because this is the editorial of, a, of an angry, frustrated— Look at this man's face. He's so cheery and jeery all the time that I see him all the time. But when he does this, it's just like going to the last house when you're trick-or-treating, and nobody answers the door. Okay. Episode one of this show,
0: I said, I will not talk about the Rockies unless they do something special. Well, I don't know if this qualifies as fucking special. But, God damn it, <sighs> I don't even know where to start with this one. I really don't. Dick Monfort, Charles Monfort, I'm looking at both of you guys. What the fuck are y'all doing? What are you doing? the fuck are y'all doing? I got a second one. People who continually go to the Rockies games. What the fuck are y'all doing? What are you doing? Like, do y'all love supporting a bad product? with an owner who has a closed door policy meaning that no outside opinions are going to get to him he, even if they do he doesn't give a fuck about it you still continue to go out the Colorado Rockies are continually in the top 10 of attendance in baseball despite having continually, continuously one of the worst teams I would say ever I, I at this point I would be okay if you sold the team and got them the fuck out of Colorado <sighs>
1: It's, it's unfortunate. It's unfortunate that the man does not understand baseball in today's day and age because to keep these fans coming in, not even just your loyal fans, but, but fans that want to see... Their favorite team from Boston or New York or Chicago, because Colorado and Denver, in specific Denver specifically, such an eclectic group of people. Not everybody's from here. Yeah. A lot of transplants, a lot of people coming over. They do provide a decent environment for those fans. But that's it. What about your core fans? What about the guys that are here day in day out? What about the diehard fans? What about the 1993 Rockies fans that were here from inception? to say, you know what? I was at that first game, or I went to a game that first inaugural year that we were here. What have they done for them since? I mean. The GM, your owner, everything. I feel the frustration is just different coming from a Dodgers fan point of view because the Dodgers break bank every single year to bring yeah. in these players and they get what has to be done. Yeah. I just don't understand, to your point, what are you going to do with the team? Are you just having it as like a shiny little pet, like a, a little toy, something that you can go ahead and show your friends, you know, with your billionaire buddies and stuff? Well, oh, I own the Colorado Rockies. Well, uh, see, that's the, that's the thing with the Montforts.
0: They're not even billionaires. They are there's only three owners and I think it's the Marlins, the Diamondbacks, and the Reds who have less of a of a net worth than the Montforts. Wow, I had no idea. And so they're not afraid to open up their checkbook and go spend big. I mean, you saw the contract they gave Chris Bryant last year, but I mean, it, it, it's a it's a ridiculous contract. It's a it's throwing a, a lollipop to a starving kid.
1: It really is. And
0: there's no there's no reason that we as a city, as a state, as a fan base, should accept what the fuck they're giving us when we have teams like the Nuggets winning a championship, the Avalanche winning a championship, the Broncos less than ten years removed
1: from their last championship. This this team, I honestly think it it, it shits on a city with a championship culture, a championship pedigree to an extent. Because as soon as you guys started winning with the Broncos, look what came to follow. The Avs, right in the early 2000s, in the mid, when you had all those studs on there. Patrick Waugh was behind the net. And then now you got the, the up-and-coming uh, Nuggets. And... It's it's a championship culture town, and this town does not settle for less. But for some reason, everybody blinks a blind eye when it comes to the Rockies. It really, really is. Yeah. You know, not to poke fun, it's almost like the redheaded and stepchild that's your half brother, half sister, whatever. It, just it's just fucked. It really
0: is. You know, in the thirty years that they've been around, like this this stat sounds fake. They've been to a World Series, but have never won a division title. They're one of two teams. Like that that shit blows my mind. Like. Dick Monfort at the start of spring training this year was asked what he sees this season being for the Rockies. Whereas a lot of people with ambition who want to win, who want to put a good product out on the field, are going to say, we're competing for a division title this year. We want to make the playoffs this year. We want to go for a title this year. This motherfucker turns around and says, oh, I can see the Rockies playing 500 ball this year.
1: (sighs) not even enough confidence in your own team. Oh,
0: he's, he's confident in that in that 81 win total. But let me not tell you, they, they're, they're, on, they're on point to
1: get 100 losses for the first time in the franchise history. Yeah, I can honestly see it. I can honestly see it. They, it starts from the farm system to your GM. Who's making the decisions on personnel? Things of that nature. You're paying Chris Bryant so much money for an aging superstar in one of the biggest outfields in baseball, and you're going to put him in left? You're going to have this guy running left and right? I, I just don't see it happening. That was a horrible signing. They didn't re-sign Trevor Story when he was going to be a free agent. They knew that they were going to lose him yeah. and let him go. Arenado Story, shit. They they, yeah. they, they paid a team to take Arenado. Not, not a Hall just, of Famer. Not just,
0: <laughs> not just paid him, but paid him $50 million to go, to go away. Fuck. Like. Nolan Arenado, possibly the greatest third baseman to ever play the game. Like, think about that. He was obviously the greatest third baseman in Rockies history. Oh yeah, absolutely. And he's thrown himself in contention for the of all time yeah. with his play. But like, you you're gonna like I remember you throwing back to like you said a pack of peanuts and Rico's jersey. You know what I'm That's saying? That's what it is.
1: That's what it is. I mean, they let go of a hall of, fame, a hall of Fame status player. He's up there with Mike Schmidt. He's up there with Wade Boggs and the, all these studs at third base. But you know, we'll see what happens. Fingers crossed for the Rockies fans. Aside from that, keep your ticket prices low because me and my small village of children and my beautiful wife got to go there for less than... I don't even want to say how much because we were pretty damn close, but we went there less than a pretty penny and a shiny neck. We'll put it that way. And it, it it's a great stadium. It, it's awesome. Uh, the fanfare around the stadium, everything's in walking distance. It just sucks, man, that the guy won't invest more into his team. Something's got to give. They got to go ahead and maybe do what they did in Oakland and start to boycott it. Enough fans get together, say that we're tired of this product that you're presenting to us. We're not going to mm-hmm. accept this shit anymore.
0: Well, I think that's kind of starting to happen because – The reason Dick Monfort and Charlie Monfort refuse to make a lot of changes is because they're continually profiting off of the attendance and the concessions and the merchandise and all that type of stuff. They're continually profiting on that. So they don't care. Like, if they put a losing product out on the field, oh well. But here's the kicker. This year, attendance is down 12%.
1: Really? It is. So I think people in Colorado are starting to get sick of this shit. I think so, too, because whenever I go, it's always a 50-50. No matter who they're playing, it could be Cleveland, the Yankees, Boston, East Coast teams, heavy-favored teams that they just have a lot of fans from those specific cities out here in Denver, and then they flood the stadium. Yeah. How you can have 50-50 at your own home field? That shit is uncalled for in Dodger Stadium. If you start fucking chanting, go to Giants or go Padres? I can't even say it on here, and I choose not to because I don't want to go have to wash my mouth out because that's how dirty it gets, and that's how we fucking talk over there. Well, that's blasphemous to have fucking fans take over your stadium like that. Hell no. But well, that's what the Dodgers do. That's why we call it Dodger Stadium East. Yeah. You, got a, you got a statue of Branch Ricky out in front.
0: Yeah, no, for sure. <laughs>
1: there you go. Sorry, Tony. Had to give you the No, it's, it's okay. Honestly, like, the, the Rockies are such an embarrassment, man.
0: Like, they, they should... Look up to the Dodgers and be like, okay, we need to strive to be like them. And like if and if that takes selling the team to somebody who's actually willing to invest in building a, a winning product to put on the field, then do it. Because the Monforts ain't done shit. I completely agree with you. Well, like I we always say, only time will tell. One thing I can't say though, man, is if they do ever sell the team, Monforts are in for one hell of a payday. In 1992, they paid $95 million for the franchise. That's it? That's it. And if they were to sell it, it's estimated to be at worth $1.7 <sighs> Wow.
1: That's a damn near thousandfold. Wow. Mm-hmm. Business. I'm in the wrong bit. Yeah, same. Me too, man. Me too. Fuck it. Let's buy the
0: Rockies, let, town. Let's, let's do buy the Rockies. Let, let's do- let me get my wallet, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Y'all take Cash App or Zelle? Fuck. <laughs> you will take credit cards <laughs> <laughs> oh man well speaking of credit cards speaking of millions speaking of some crazy amounts of money being handed the fuck out nba free agency has started man yes it has It started yesterday at 6 p.m mountain time and by midnight we had an entire page full of fucking shit that we needed to
1: discuss When you sent the message it just kept on getting bigger and bigger and bigger we discussed the show prior to like two days before we have a drive run on thursdays we have a we have a pre-show run on fridays and the text started like this and but finally it was done the last thing that i saw was derrick rose signing with memphis before that my man fred van fleet 130 million dollar contract to the houston rockets highest paid undrafted player ever Shout out to Freddie Van Fleet. Good shit, man. But everybody else, run through the list. How many I don't even know where to go.
0: You you mentioned it. We're going to start out in Memphis. Desmond Bain signs a five-year, $207 million max contract to stay in Memphis. The sharpshooter who led the league in three-point percentage last year is going to be a big contributor on this team. And that's not all they did. They went and signed Derrick Rose. I know. Well—
1: well, I was blown away by it because I was thinking to myself, who's going to sign him? Like, who needs that veteran present? What team out there could really benefit from somebody that has been there and done that and the ups and downs? And sure enough, man, I mean, there's a specific player out there in Memphis that could definitely do good by him. Oh, for sure. You look at Ja Morant. Ja Morant
0: himself has said that there is he's not in the position that he's in without Derrick Rose. Really? Because... Derrick Rose, when he came in, he changed the way point guards were looked at. They gave credence to the super athletic, jump out the court type of type of players. And he was able to capitalize on that and turn that into a big contract. Now, obviously, he's had his issues and he needs some sort of mentorship. I don't think there's a better person out there than Derrick Rose for John Moran.
1: You have to have a player that's going to be willing to be part player, part coach, and especially to take on that mentor, mentor role. I think that Derrick Rose is at that point in his career where he has the money, got close to winning chips. He's been on great teams. He's had a great, a great time in the NBA. But maybe this is the next chapter for the man. Maybe go ahead and help this young, struggling superstar that has more trouble off the court than he does on the court. Help him go ahead and balance out the two. I think it's gonna be a great influence for him over there. I, I really, really do. And yeah. once you brought it up, I never I didn't think about it until you taught until you spoke on it. Because they're both very similar players. Mm-hmm. And I just think that John Moran's real problem is keeping his nose clean off the court. Yeah. And who else to have that than than a veteran presence Derrick Rose right there with and you? Someone he looks up to. Absolutely. Like that's that's incredible. Having your idol right there, yeah. you know what I mean? Not necessarily your idol, but someone that you highly looked after, highly respectable, just given his career and got where the, where the fuck would Derrick Rose be if he had to mess up his knee and all that? You know and what ser- I mean?
0: I think he would be a Hall of Fame player. Like th- 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 There's he there's he no doubt in my mind. He shouldn't have even been in that game. Only want to go down well, that no, road. for real. And then if you look at his, his role and what he had to do with the Knicks last year, he was more just a bench presence. He wasn't really involved in much going on on the court. Well, Memphis has already came out and said that they plan
1: on using him on the court and they plan on using his leadership off the court as well. Yeah, you can't buy those kind of players. These kind of players that have played in as many games as they have and have gone through as many teams as they have. Derrick Rose has seen a lot of different cultures. He really, really has. Tell me, who's next on the list? Who else we got for the? Okay, all our free agents. We're gonna. <laughs> who else is fucking breaking the bank right <laughs> we're, now?
0: We're we're gonna go ahead and we're gonna jump from Memphis over to Indiana, where you have the Pacers. On two players dropped over $300 million. It's, money ain't a thing. Yeah, money ain't a thing. That's some Jermaine Depreciate right there. Oh, bro. really? Fuck. Uh, if you, uh, their superstar player, Tyrese Halliburton, got a five-year, $207 million contract extension, just the same as uh, Desmond Bain did. But he has a clause in there. If he makes an all-NBA team, that goes up to $260 million.
1: Another $53 million. Another 50
3: million. Oh, my God
0: it's it's crazy as hell and then they made another splash move still in the nuggets
1: hero Bruce Brown we talked about this we talked about this we talked we talked about this shit right here fucking telling you, we talked about it what do you do and the question's been answered you do what's best for you and your family that team mentality will run it back again mm-mm, mm-mm. i'm calling it right now nuggets are not going to run it back without that man playing otherwise you're gonna have to have a lot of other players step up to go ahead and fill his role well with uh
0: with the draft they had i think they have the pieces to do it Who they draft Oh, you know, they drafted julian strother they drafted
1: jalen pickett <laughs> Oh, yeah, okay. Wait, wait, wait. wait, wait, wait Jalen picking out of, out of Aurora City College, right? No. Are, are you sure? I'm sure. You sure what's up, TU? am sure. You sure? sure? I don't know who the fuck you get that's really good at the end of the first round, but we'll see. Okay, well, I mean, you look at Jokic.
0: Jokic was the second rounder, if you want to go there. Oh, shit. God damn it, Town. <laughs> fucker, got me. Got me, fucker. Oh, man. But so there's, there's a lot of people in Nuggets Nation that are really upset that Bruce Brown and Mike Malone were talking to the crowd at the parade saying that Brucey's not going nowhere, run it back. Here's my two cents on that. Let's hear it. I think Michael Malone put Bruce Brown on the spot. Think so? I think he did. Michael Malone <laughs> was notoriously drunk at th- at that event. Yeah. He was popping off at the mouth with a few people, and he he put Bruce Brown on the spot right before. I mean, when he was talking, he said... Bruce Brown ain't going nowhere. And Bruce Brown is like, okay. And then Bruce Brown got on and he asked the question. He didn't say, he didn't reiterate, I'm not going nowhere. He said, y'all want one more year? That was it. That was it. So that was, and a lot of people took that, them saying that as, oh, he's coming back. And then you have Jamal Murray, who goes on a podcast a few days ago and starts talking about Bruce
1: Brown's extension. So it's a lot of, yeah, that misinformation, that's the hard yeah. thing about that. There's so many Indians, not enough Chiefs. Mm-hmm. Everybody's playing telephone. You know, everybody, oh, I heard Bruce Brown's going to go ahead and he's outside mm-hmm. with the Lakers. Well, I heard that it's going to be the Clippers. And that this information gets distorted, and it sucks. It sucks because at the end of the day, it's all about that particular player. Yep. But I think the most interesting part of it is how that player's price tag goes up once they win a championship. It's, it's crazy. It's, it's fucking phenomenal. The Nuggets,
0: from my understanding, were able to offer him like a $12 million contract. Within their budget. Within their budget, okay, while the Lakers were willing to use their mid-level exception on Bruce Brown to give him, say, 16 17 a year. Well, here comes Indiana, who decides to drop $22.5 million a year in his lap. You would be a dumb fuck not to take
1: it. Got Larry Bird in that office still. I don't know. The Bird don't play around. French licks finest. I mean, that's the name of the game nowadays. You really have to pay players an extraordinary amount of money to keep them. And what gets me is this. You have these these teams that are going ahead and getting superstar players. You get those three players together from the Suns. You got KD, you got Booker, you got Bradley Beal, right? All that really does is get three people together and then the experiment starts. How well can they play together? And then the funny thing is though, while this experiment's going on, you're giving open spots to players on other teams that never got the opportunity to play. That's when you get these standout studs to go ahead and start to shine. That's that new generation. So I personally think that the old super team adage and that whole thought process mentality is, is is starting to wear thin, because all you're doing is just setting the price tag higher and higher, and you know what? It trickles down to the fans, because if you're paying these cats 200 million over five years, guess what? Your parking prices went from 25 to 45. Like that? A hot dog is six, 16 shit. Yeah, you ain't and you ain't wrong, man. You paid seventeen dollars for a fucking beer course filled for a shitty team. Like Jeez. that just goes to show you just the money, how it trickles down and all that. So again, yeah, man. We are in the wrong business, Gary. I think so, man. Our talents can be used in other places. But for the time being, we will just be here for the people. That's right. <laughs> That's, That's right. right. Speaking
0: of talent sticking places for the people, the Dallas Mavericks resigned Kyrie Irving.
1: Broke the fucking bank on that one. I don't even know what to say because you and I had this discussion off air. Way too much money. 42 million a year on
0: average. What was the number? Three years, 127? Three years, $126 million for Kyrie Irving. My Okay, there is no question about it. Kyrie Irving is a legendary basketball player. Absolutely. The, his, his ability with the ball in his hand is stuff of legends. Yeah. But everywhere he goes turmoil follows it does i don't understand this move i really don't dallas got a first-hand view after the trade deadline of what the Kyrie luca experiment was going to look like Looked good for a minute i, I know they, they, they didn't look good at all they dropped
1: completely dropped out of
0: the playoffs they did
3: they
1: were in the playoff race and they completely fell out they, they were doing good for like this first six to eight games everything was clicking everything was like oh man but then right when it came time where it mattered for them jockeying positions for that eight and nine, nine and ten, all the way down, the next thing you know, you just see Dallas in the standings every single day, yeah. every third day that they're playing. And next thing you know, they're out of contention mathematically. And we still got three more games to go.
2: Yeah.
1: That's fucking weird. But man, after he left Cleveland, where'd he go? He went to Boston. Didn't work out there. I really thought it was gonna work out in Boston. Didn't happen. Go to Brooklyn. Didn't happen over there. Even with all that superstar talent, man, with Harden and KD, yeah. Ben Simmons,
0: everybody, all these cats, man. Now, speaking of speaking of KD and Kyrie, there was a lot of rumors going around that the Suns were going to try to try to land Kyrie. But how the fuck are you going to pull that off when you're in salary cap hell? It's that big, luxury tax. That that luxury tax is going to be crazy. So just paying five players, they're already in luxury tax. Between Kevin Durant, Bradley Bill, Devin Booker, DeAndre Ayton, and campaign, they're already over the over the cap. You still need seven more casts to fill up that bench too, and then another, and then another two bodies after that to fill in uh,
1: the reserve roles. That's it, man. How? how, how I, just the, the thought process, the mentality behind it, and this is what happens every single year. One of these guys goes ahead and gets a bad injury, and it says, fuck. What do we it, pay all this money for? It, I don't fun. wish it upon them, but
0: it's, it, it happens. Like that's the thing with if you play sports, it's a hundred percent injury rate. Like you're gonna get injured mm-hmm. at some point.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I just cannot see. I can't see myself or any other team for that matter spending this much money on such few players. Yeah. Spread the wealth, but who knows? We could be dead wrong. Suns could go out there, win 73 games, 74 games, break all kinds of records, and then we'll be putting our foot in our mouth. I highly doubt it, but that's what, make, that's what makes the season so fun. Even if they do that, I'll still, I'll still talk shit. I don't care. <laughs> because you guys just won a fucking championship. Damn, that's damn what.
0: right. And we're going to flex that shit yeah, all, year, all
1: year, baby. All year. You guys are going to have Four pride tie games right now before December. Four, four. You got to have opening night, Christmas, and then I don't know, Yumkin Pour in September. <laughs> Draymond Green, man, he went back.
0: I was surprised. He went. He went back. I honestly, I think Jordan Poole was the was the thing here. He was the he was the culprit in Golden State. Yeah. And. He left because he didn't want to deal with him. I think Mike Dunleavy and Steve Kerr said, "Okay, would we rather have Jordan Poole or Draymond Green?" And
1: that's not even a question. Yeah, absolutely, transcendent player. I think he's gonna be a first ballot Hall of Famer. Okay. And if not, you got to put respect on that man's name because he is the epitome of a role player. He's the modern day Dennis Rodman, and he can shoot three from time to time.
0: Time to time, he'll 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 miss eight out of the ten he
1: takes. But you know what I'm saying? I just like to see his funny ass shoot it too. Looks like a Tyrannosaurus Rex sometimes. No, no, I, I, I watch Draymond to see the fights. <laughs> I like to see him fired up. I like to see him because, you know, he has the passion for the game, yeah. man. And I love the fact that he knows his role. He's not going to be out there like Clay and Steph every night. Yeah. He's just going to do what he does, and that's what makes them who they are. Let me tell you, he he can adjust his game, but the energy is consistent every night. Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, man. So there's just a, just a couple names left that I really want to touch on.
1: Got Dennis Schroeder going to Toronto on a two-year deal. That was funny when I saw him. He took whatever he could get. Because yeah. don't forget, after the Lakers won the championship, he turned down 80 over four. Lakers yeah. tried to give him $20 million a year. He said, I'm worth more. Yeah had a one-year contract in Boston for, I think it was, season Rocky tickets, a Four loco, and then one of those Elf bars that all the kids are smoking, like the little shit, yeah. So this time, I think he learned his fucking lesson. I, 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 hate, to, did. I hate to see him leave the Lakers, because I liked watching him come in off the bench, because um, he looked like Simon Phoenix. <laughs> he looked like Simon Phoenix <laughs> from Demolition Man with Wesley Stiles. He really did. He really had that little thing. Best of luck to you. Way to learn from your past mistakes, Mr. Schroeder. Best of luck to you in Toronto.
0: Yes, sir. And then uh, the the number one seed last year, Milwaukee, re-signed Chris Middleton. Yeah, so he's... Giannis and Chris Middleton are going to be back. They're going to be doing their thing, make, trying to make another run for a championship.
1: Giannis looked pretty upset last year when he was uh, asked after he exited the finals against, uh, or after he exited the playoff against uh, the Heat, when he was like, "Do you think this season was a success?" And he was just like laughing it off. He's like, of of course, of course it was. He said, I didn't win. I'm not gonna win every single year. Well, you know what? We're just gonna get better. And having him back on your team, that just makes him that much better still. To retain a player like that. Yeah, for sure. To retain him. But I'm gonna be honest with you,
0: I had major issues with the way Giannis was talking at the end of
1: He seemed salty. He seemed frustrated. You know,
0: like I I feel like he should have I feel like there was there was different ways to answer it. Like you were the favorite to win the championship going into the playoffs? You were the number one seed. You battled for it all year, and everyone everyone is essentially handing you a title. Like, and, and you go out and you lose in the first round, and then you have the balls to say that you're not disappointed by it. That it wasn't a success. I like. I don't. I, it's a team sport, and I don't care what individual successes you achieve. Everybody's
1: different. Everybody has their different takes. I'll be different. I stand on mine. <laughs> Shit, right on, hey, that's almost there. everybody's different, everybody's different, right on town, right this fool, <laughs> this fool, we gotta go back to baseball, today's July 1st, it's Bobby Bonilla Day, this man has been getting paid for the last 75 fucking years from the Mets, that's how <laughs> it feels, so... Deferred contract. They did not want to pay Bobby Bonilla the last $5.8 million that they owed him back in 2001. He hasn't played a day since. Mets have paid him every single year one point, blah, blah, million and change. Because it goes up and down. It goes up and down. They're going on $35 they paid this dude. And they got him all the way up until 2035. But this fool of the week is the general manager from the Mets that signed off on this atrocious contract, Stephen Francis Phillips. This fool. This fool. He started it off in actually a great wave of players. Believe it or not, King Griffey Jr., the kid, the kid, okay. World Baseball Classic manager for their, for the USA, he's the fifth highest player right now on the Reds, if you did not know that. He makes 3 or $4 million a year, and he's going to continue to do so for the next five or six years or so. So again, this Fool of the Week, Stephen Francis-Philip, paying Bobby Bonilla like seven times what the original contract was and just stretching it out, stretching it out, stretching out, stretching out the milk money and the allowance to him. But shout-out to Barry, or Bobby Bonilla.
0: Fuck, I keep on saying I don't understand why you as a billion dollar franchise you're not just going to cash the man out and call it that y'all are y'all are letting the interest pile up y'all are this man was due 5 million dollars and y'all have paid him over 30
1: <laughs> and we'll continue to pay him for another 12 years. It ends in 2035. No, okay, in 10 years, are they going to fucking
0: extend it another 12? Who knows? Like, they keep doing it.
1: Who knows? He'll be right there to get it, and his grandkids and everybody else after that, man. You talk about generational wealth. That really, Jeez. really is. Fuck a car wash or a laundromat, dog. No, this shit's going to you forever, yeah, bro. for real. It I mean, really, It
0: really, really is. Literally, it's like to never have to work again and just get a fucking check just because...
1: Uncle Sam gets their claws in it, but shit, man. I mean, man, but I... still, that's six figures. Yeah, I think so. You know yeah, what I'm saying? So Shout out to Bobby Bow. every January 1st. Tip of my hat for you, man, for playing the game and doing what's right, man. Doing what's right by you. Doing what's right by you, but not... okay, let's give a special shout out to your agent. Yeah, no shit. What's <laughs> well, he getting? 15% of the cut, too. Yeah, yeah. every single year. Yeah, definitely. Mr. Hornstein or <laughs> Horowitz or Horowitz or oh, my, I, I, uh,
0: A combination of any of those names. It's like a, a name like Todd for his first name or some shit. Oh,
1: man, we need Rico back, man. We do We
0: do need Rico back. I had a the... great time with you, though, Todd. It yes, was sir. dope, man. It yes, was, sir, that was man. a good show.
1: It was a great show. We do miss our partner Rico right here. We definitely knew. Oh, before I go on anymore, can I go ahead and announce uh, the new contest that we're going to be doing? Go ahead. So... Siren Sports fans, everybody out there on all the platforms that we have, we are announcing our first ever contest. We're going to do a meme of the month. If you're like me or like Town or like Rico, you like to go through your sports page on whatever platform you're on, you come across some funny memes like this one. (laughs) (laughs) Or this one.
0: That's guns and buns for you. That's that's Zion and Josh shit. That's guns and buns. you It really
1: is. So we're asking all of you Siren Sports supporters to go ahead and drop your meme of the month for consideration. And if you get picked to go ahead and be the meme of the month for the month of July, we're going to have you come on on the first episode in August, and we're going to have you do the one to two minute rant on whatever platform or whatever form you'd like to speak on. We're going to let you go ahead and say your thing. So... Go ahead and start on Facebook, Instagram, IG, or uh, what's it called? Twitter, TikTok, all that fun it, it, it's, stuff.
0: In, uh, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter. You can also send it to our email, sirensportspot at gmail.com. Just put it in the header what it is, and we'll uh, make sure and take a look. And don't
1: forget, you got to put a hashtag your mom, meme of the month. <laughs> <That's>, uh, <laughs> That's so what it's going to have to be. So, Like I said, so August 1st, we'll go ahead and announce the winner, have them get ready to get on the show, do a one to two minute on whatever they choose to speak on. And we're excited for that new contest.
0: That's right, and uh, we would like to give a special shout out to a few of our followers on social media. We got Gilly the One, we got Bree fifty two eighty, and we got Ant A. We appreciate y'all for rocking with us, following us on Instagram. Make sure y'all go uh, go follow us on all our platforms. We're gonna pick three random people every week to give a shout out to. So, uh, man. I think today has been a great episode, Gary. It was fantastic. Obviously, we're without Rico, but, you know, we're still going to hold shit down. God damn it. And we're right. going to
1: make it happen. Do you want to go ahead and plug your socials for the folks? Gary enriquez 18 on TikTok and Twitter. Still haven't got an Instagram. Been a very busy week, but I promise you, by next week, I will have an Instagram.
0: Okay, cool. And uh, me, I go by the name of Town. You can catch me on all social medias at Town.5280. That's TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, I mean, you can go look on Facebook, YouTube, whatever. I'm on all that shit. Um, but, yeah, man, I think uh, I think we've had a great episode. Yeah. We thank you for rocking with us. We thank you for tuning in like the old folks say.
1: Shut up, asshole. <laughs> Fucking it. It's, it's, <laughs> hey, you know, it's okay. I say it, too. I say it, too. It's all good. I, I, oh, I, thank you to our special guest, Ignacio Medell, straight out of Reddick Submissions, out of Reddick, California, for being our MMA insider. Thank you again, town for being, Hey, and a shout out to town. If you guys haven't noticed the last couple episodes, last episode and this episode in particular, my man has done extensive work on the bells, the whistles, the graphics, making this show come to life. It's not an easy process. People, anybody that knows editing, anybody that knows the technology and the software behind this, it's a very arduous, very tedious, very long, daunting process. So shout out to our illustrious host, Mr. Town for making this show pop and making it what it is, baby.
0: Thank you. I, I appreciate you guys. Um, for real, it's it's very hard, it's tedious work, but I love being able to put it together and not only put it together, but sit down and be able to talk with Gary and, of course, with Rico and Ignacio and really get the best out of the sports world and present it to you guys in a, in a very presentable way.
1: Yeah, absolutely, man. You make it pop and it's only getting better, and we're just getting started, man. We got something special planned for episode 50. We already talked about it, oh, but yeah. that's going to be in the works for a little bit later. So. Oh, yeah. And
0: like as y'all know, we're on episode 12 right now. We do episodes weekly, so we still got a little while before 50. Um, So we're going to need y'all to stay consistent. We're going to do it for you, too. And we will be back next week with a great episode. Hopefully Rico will be back with us for Gary, for Rico, for Ignacio. I go by the name of town. Thank you for joining us.
1: Out. Peace. <laughs>
0: Siren Sports is part of the imprint media network.